This is the Three Bam Podcast. You can do the intro if you want. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Interrupted. Oh, do it again. Sorry. This is three beers and a mic. Estamos haciendo el Tres Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Three Bam this is a three band podcast. This is three beers and a mic. Welcome back, everybody, to the three beers and a mic podcast. We got the fearsome foursome here today: Adam, Bernie, Dwayne, and myself, bringing you the latest uh, discussions of video game news. E three has been uh, going on this week. We're right in the middle of that right now. We got first episode of Loki discussion, talking about the new He-Man trailer. Uh, three out of four of us saw the new Conjuring movie that's on HBO Max, so we're going to give a quick review of that. And we're going to do something kind of different this week, which I'll leave for the end to uh, surprise y'all with, but it involves Black Widow, so stay tuned for that. Um, as always, please follow us on Cross. Media. That's where we have come together with a lot of local and not-so-local podcasts to bring all of our shows together to give you a bunch of different listening experiences. As we've mentioned before, we have shows such as uh, Burn Appetite. We've got the Charles Bronson podcast, uh, Front Row Negative, uh, The Four Dorksmen, a whole bunch of different podcasts, a uh, bunch of different flavors for you to listen to and maybe find something new that you never knew existed. And as always, please follow us on Three Beers and a Mic on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, Adam, say what's up, man. Welcome back. What's up, guys? <laughs> uh, Bernie, what's going on, dude? Hello, hello. And what's going on, Dwayne? Not much. Just podcasting all week. <laughs> yeah, they've got a. There's a lot of content in the pipeline this week. Uh, this is the the dreaded. Five days in a row, everyone's doing different shows, um, and uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. So uh, the reason being is because, as we mentioned on our social media, uh, myself and Dwayne uh, took some time off to finally go on a vacation after a year and a half. Um, so we took an extra week, so we, we didn't do our every two-week sort of releases, but we're back, and it's time to play catch-up. All right. So, as always, what are we drinking? We're going to start off with Adam. What do you got? I'm drinking a uh, lemon pledge with a side of uh, <laughs> mango, mango chilada. Awesome. Mm. Lemon pledge and a chilada. That's pretty. Uh, that's mango, pretty mango chilada. Mango chilada. That's that's great, man. I'm proud of you. You're you're venturing out. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know who lemon ple- what lemon pledge is, it's uh, lean and cool. We call Summer it pledge. Shandy. Summer shandy. Yeah. We call it pledge because that's what we think it tastes like. At least <laughs> Dwayne and I do. All right, uh, Dwayne, what you got? Well, uh, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I guess today is the fourth anniversary of my dad's passing. So I have a little Merlot in his memory because that's what he used to drink. So that's a that's a great tribute, man. Do you do that every? Every yeah. year as a trip. Oh, that's great. Um, he called it a wine teeny. 
<laughs> like, you want something to drink? Yeah, I'll take a wine painting. Was he a was he a one glasser at the end of the night to kind of take the edge off, or did he just go through half a bottle? Uh, I think he drank whatever he wanted. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, you, you get old, who cares, right? <laughs> Uh, well, that's nice, man. That brought a smile to my face. Uh, Bernie, what do you got? Well, uh, a little bit opposite of Dwayne, Circle Life. Today is my son's first birthday. Oh, there you go. All right. So I happy have birthday, Lagunitis Stereohoptic, Hopic. Very nice. Uh, which is IPA. Uh, I got lemon Hefeweizen. So and pledge, another pledge. Another pledge. And then I have a beer from Sheets, which is a gas station in uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio area. Did a collab with Goose Island. This is a milkshake IPA. Wow. Is that another beer with lactose in it? Wow. Uh, I don't think this has lactose in it. It is a, uh, it's brewed with SBC strawberry and banana smoothie puree. <laughs> um, Holy I've crap. had, uh, before on one of these episodes, I had their donut hole beer yeah. around Christmas time, I think. Um, so I guess this is the summer milkshake IPA. I don't know. Uh, it just, it tastes like, uh, Melted cherry, like cream. <laughs> mm, in IPA okay, form. That sounds in IPA good. form. Oh, <laughs> well, no, it's funny because uh, when I was at the grocery store earlier picking up the wine, I saw some new beers from I forget who it was. I think Southern Star, and it said like lemon something or lime something. And I, was, I picked it up and I was like, "What is this?" And it's like. A sour lemon beer with uh, lactose and something else. I was like, "Oh, I guess this is a trend." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. There's lactose, especially like like play on like cereal beers, like Lucky Charms. Everyone's trying to do like a Lucky Charms beer, or Fruit Loops, or whatever. Okay, um, I got a uh, Rodeo Clown to start off with, and then I'm gonna move over to a Strawberry Fields. Carbach, um, which I've been enjoying. Yeah, it's kind of a summery beer. And then I'll finish off if I get to it with a Peroni. So I actually do have three beers. No liquor or shots today. I'm going to go old school. Nice. All right. So let's uh, let's get into this week, man. We got a lot of like really awesome stuff to, to talk about. And um, let's get into it. So, uh, E3 has been this week, and I want to start off with that because uh, I've been watching some of the uh, releases um, and news reports that have come out. Uh, Nintendo, as we're recording this right now, does not go on stage or they're, they're not going to have their Nintendo Direct until tomorrow. So uh, the rumors, just to put it out there in the atmosphere, are they're going to show a new Pro Switch, um, which is pretty much confirmed at this point. There's been leaks on multiple websites of uh, the SKU numbers and pictures and all that type of stuff. So uh, we'll find out the optics of the Pro Switch, which we're assuming is higher battery life, uh, 4K uh, resolution, you know, stuff like that tomorrow. I don't believe it. You don't think so? 
I don't believe it till okay. I see it. All right. So, uh, you know, we'll see. The Internet's a crazy place. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but so, something that did leak, of course, is that there's a no, new Mario uh, Raving Rabbids game that's coming out, if that's kind of your thing. The first one. Have was you played the first Mario. one? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I love that game. It's that a game great so game. Fun. Yeah, it's something that uh, I found on a discount. Wasn't sure if I'd enjoy it. And it's really fun. So I'm I'm ready for a sequel. Uh, possible Breath of the Wild two. We're talking Metroid Prime four, Mario part. I mean, uh, Mario Kart nine. So you know, you you realize, Rami, by the time we release this, Nintendo will already have spoken. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just saying these are some of the rumors. So we can we can actually see if we were right with any of these predictions. When did they announce time. Metroid Prime four? Dude, How many I, years ago was that? I just I think it was saw like thirty, it. wasn't it? <laughs> I, I just saw this on my Amazon uh, pre, pre-orders, right? I have one outstanding pre-order that has not been fulfilled, and it was when I reserved Metroid Prime 4 the day before my 20% discount from Amazon went away for brand new video games. And it was like the summer of 2018. So uh, I thought it was I thought it was longer than that. that no, theme. so... Yeah, there's an official Metroid Prime 4 logo. I reserved it three years ago, and there's been zero information since then. Nada. Nada. So what's, uh, what is that game about? Well, I mean, Metroid Prime is a first-person shooter in the Metroid universe. So you still play as Samus, but you only see her, her gun kind of like Doom or Wolfenstein, right? Um, so it's it's a first-person perspective in the Metroid series. The first game's outstanding. Uh, the second game is hard as crap. Third game is awesome, and the fourth one is it, it new game hard. hard. The second one is very difficult. Um, I can usually figure out these puzzles just with trial and error. I had I had to buy a strategy guide for that game. Um, I had to because I didn't know what to do, and I kept running around in circles for hours. I remember and, uh, those strategy guides. Oh man, what a relic yeah. of the past! Brady yeah, Gates, that, baby. That you just Google it. <laughs> I, mean, I had a Skyrim yeah. one that was like a, a coffee table book that was like an inch thick. It was insane. Yeah, they were they were thirty dollars. Um, you could get a deluxe edition for thirty nine ninety five, which came like with a hardcover and a poster. I still have some of mine. Um, Kingdom Hearts one and two. I still have both of those. You have them all. Well, I'm looking at them in my closet right now. <laughs> I have about nine, nine or ten. I'm just counting them. But yeah, I mean, those were huge because you know they didn't have YouTube walkthroughs or you know uh, IGN articles about you know every single section of the game broken down. Here's all the Easter eggs, you know, all that type of stuff for you. You had to buy a strategy guide and f- flip the pages and and follow it that way if you wanted to know all the secrets so uh we'll see what nintendo releases tomorrow i'm excited their nintendo direct is always really cool and um well let's talk about what we have seen so uh playstation is not doing e3 this year i don't think they did it last year either um they have their own state of play um where they release a lot of their first party announcements they they said they're going to have a new god of war coming out duh um, a new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, of course. 
Um, Ratchet and Clank was just released like three days ago. Uh, Bernie's been enjoying that game a lot. Um, you know, but you know, they kind of have their own sort of thing that they do. So the next box came out and, um, they have, of course, released new footage of Halo, which I think <laughs> most of us have seen the trailer for. And let me just go around the panel real quick and ask, do you think it looks better than what they revealed to us last summer? Yeah. Uh, Bernie. Yeah, of course it yeah. looks better. Uh, yeah. I mean, graphically, I can I can I thought I thought maybe last year people were being a little bit too hard on them, but for a game that was going to supposed to come out in November of 2020, uh, it, it, it was, n- there was no way they were going to release the game like that. So just no. having that extra year to kind much of polish it, year. it was very much needed. Well, in the, the gameplay looks faster. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Multiplayer was awesome. Yeah. It was the multiplayer, uh, trailer they released looked great with the new grapple hook mechanics and, the, the sticky bomb uh, 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 mechanics really, were different as well. Like, is somebody really going to grapple and then midair no scope snipe somebody? Like that, that that's was, just crazy. You can you can grapple vehicles now too. Like a banshee flying over your head, you can grapple yeah. it. When you grapple it, you kick the guy out of the banshee. Yeah, yeah that's pretty sweet. I like yeah. that the power ups too aren't automatic. When you walk over them, you have to activate them. So if you kill a guy and he wasn't using his overshield, for example, you can pick it up and put it on. Yep. I think that's that's a cool little tweak to it. Uh, exactly, and and uh, I, I I like that uh, um, I like that none of the extra options looked too overpowered. Um, it looked like it was still a fair, even playing field. Some of the new guns looked really fun, um, and it was just what you want to see from Halo, right? Uh, the story the the uh, the story trailer that they released was pretty quick. It was a three minute sort of cinematic where you're yeah, introduced. No one, no one cares. Yeah. No one cares about Halo's story. I do. I I mean I'm not in the lore, but I, I do play the single player campaign. Um which we I've all do. played I've played all the campaigns dozens of times. I couldn't even tell you what the plot of Halo is. I don't think. Well, I mean, basically now uh you're having a new AI, right? Cortana's gone or she's evil or doing something and you have a new AI partner who sounds very similar and has a similar um, uh, profile. Right. And you see him jumping from ship to ship, flying through space, yada, yada, yada scene ends. To me, it looks really cool. Um, one of the rumors going around right now, that that's the same trailer than they showed last year, isn't it? No. Didn't they show La- that last year? Last year, they actually showed a single player in motion. Like, like, yeah, like a mission. Like, like, yeah, like I know, mission. but I, I thought they did that, too. I remember him jumping from ship to ship, and I hadn't watched it this they year. They do that every Halo. Yeah, he's yeah, always <laughs> jumping. Yeah. The, the rumor is, which I don't know is true or not, we'll see, uh, is that this game is where they make the transition away from Master Chief, that this will be his last. They always say that. They okay. Well, I always say that they're gonna yeah. do. Yeah, the, they've the killed Master game, Chief like four times. Yeah, because the last game, right? You played as three different characters or something, like you Master Chief as, and two two other people, right? It was one other person. Was it one? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the the Luke Cage. He was the guy you played in Halo Five. So um, TV show they had to they had to promote. <laughs> yeah, 
because basically Nightfall you know, or whatever. Oh man, terrible show. Uh, so you had you had Halo One. You were always Master Chief. Halo Two kind of threw a wrench into the mix because you played as the Arbiter. Halo Three went back to you know more Master Chief centric storylines, um, and then you got Halo Five, which was the dual mechanic as well. So you're playing Halo as Master Chief and Luke Cage. But he uh, died after what three, four, three and four, right? You thought he well, was dead three, and he wasn't coming back. Yeah, <laughs> in three he went into hibernation. So oh, his, sorry. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's so different. I'm he sorry. went into hibernation. <laughs> four, I thought he was dead. Uh, five, <coughs> they didn't even leave you hanging with any of that. So. Anyway, so, um, of course, we're all excited about Halo, but we're in for the multiplayer, so, you know, thumbs up. Uh, so, some of the other games, I'm just going to kind of rattle them off that they uh, talked about as well. Uh, Battlefield 2042. Um, there was a new game called Deathloop, which was, I believe, a PS5 exclusive. That looked kind of kind of fun. Uh, Dying Light 2 Stay Human, which was sort of a survival horror type game. Uh, zombie? Sounds like a zombie game. Uh, no, it's it's more survival horror. Yeah, zombie-ish survival, uh, virus, Resident Evil type stuff. Um, Zom- zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eld- Elden-, Elden Ring is getting a lot of... Um, uh, That's uh, uh, George R. R. Martin's game. Yeah, correct. Sort of RPG-ish fantasy role-playing type game. Uh, Far Cry 6, starring Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Uh, you've got Forza 5, of course. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was really cool. That They actually showed about 10 to 15 minutes of actual gameplay. Yeah, but uh, it, was just, it was just like picking dialogue options. They didn't show like... you. They didn't even show like if you could like move around. I don't even know what the game is. Yeah, so... Is it, is it a movie that you pick, like, like choose your own adventure? Or... <laughs> And that's what people were. That confused. sounds fun. Yeah, I was, what, yeah, I'm still gonna play the shit out of it. <laughs> well, that's what people were confused about is because they already kind of made a game where you can choose your own story. Uh, Telltale yeah, the, made yeah. a Guardians game like that, like the Walking Dead games and the Back to the Future game, where you just choose your dialogue option and the story plays out in front of you. They already did that. So when this game started, they're like, "Well, is this a sequel or?" But no, it's supposed to be more uh, action-adventure type mission-based sort of gameplay. But it, the trailer didn't really show that. No, um, they so didn't show you move at all. It was just all cinematics, and then they picked dialogue options. That yeah. And the characters more look like their comic book parts, mm. I think. Um, especially Gamora and Drax. The, uh, the comic book parts? Which parts are we talking yeah, about the, here? The comic book alter egos. <laughs> yeah, not so much the movie... Uh, versions. Groot's wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> some of the games that people were uh, looking forward to, the new Pokemon Legends game uh, is is was was announced. Uh, Psychonauts 2. I don't know if you guys ever played the first Psychonauts, but man, is that game great. Uh, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. available on some sort of digital store or you can play it you know, for like probably four bucks. But the first Psychonauts game, if you like action platformers with a fantastic story, holy crap, what a game. Uh, and they released, they're going to be releasing the sequel, which is wonderful. Uh, Rainbow Six Extractions coming out. Um, 
and a game called Tales of Aris, I believe is how you say that, which is kind of like a Japanese RPG sort of Final Fantasy, you know, type game. Have so, any of you played a Plague's Tale? It was a Game Pass game. No, no. It, um, you're you play as like a girl and her little brother in like medieval times, and there's like a horde of rats that are like killing everyone. So you have to like you have to like progress through the story, but avoid mm-hmm. these rats by using like light and stuff. So you have to like figure out how to get to point A to point B, uh, while staying within light. And it kind of has like a horror aspect to it. They just announced a sequel to that coming to Game Pass Day One. Game's really, really fun. It's a great game. It's on okay. Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Highly. Re- it's it's a quick game. It's probably out. four hours. Four okay. hour campaign kind of thing. Okay. Might have to check that but out. It's great. I loved it. Awesome. Uh, all right. Cool. Um, I just uh, and- downloaded Man Eater. Where you play as a shark. Oh, the shark game. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that was fun. It's it's crazy. It's, All right. So hard to control though. At least for an old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh we'll we'll be finishing off, you know, our Nintendo like I said, Nintendo will be finishing off tomorrow. And uh, you know, E three is a little different this year. They're doing a lot of things digital and um, you know, still trying to uh, fit in with the end of the pandemic. And um, not having Sony there is a little weird, but uh, that's just the way things go now. So Xbox last year, though, right? No, they haven't uh, been there for a couple years. They do their own show. It's just when it was like Xbox, PS, you know, PlayStation, and Nintendo all on the stage, just with these huge releases and the crowd going nuts. That was when E3 was great. Um, Those were those were some great times. But um, sucks now. I hate watching E3. Yeah, it's just more. It's more like a like a slideshow presentation. A big it's commercial. footage of games that aren't real. Like the footage they show you aren't actual like gameplay. Sure. So it always looks way better than it does when it actually releases, and it, they're always like three to four years out. And That's this like, year, I, I hate when you like go to look at a game online, like and you you play their little uh, trailer or whatever. And it, mm-hmm. it's like a real trailer. It's not like any gameplay. I'm like, yeah, I don't, exactly, I don't care about all this. E3 I want to see the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. And then this year, like, they don't have developers actually like talk to you about the game. They're interviewing influencers about like who they want to go to dinner with from the video game world. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are we doing here? Why? Are, like, who cares? Yeah. Show us, show us a game and let the developer talk about what he spent the last six years of his life working on. I agree. For fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> why are you interviewing this idiot about who he wants to have dinner with? If he wants to have dinner with Mario or Sonic, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd go Mario. You know, get that Italian <laughs> food. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so two, two more things, real quick, for video game talk. We'll, then we'll move on to a movie review. Um, they released a picture of the Xbox. Series X refrigerator. Who's buying that right now? Me. Depends what they're charging for it. Okay. If reasonable, I'll get it. Yeah. Price and size, because if it fits right in here, I'll I'll put it up here. <laughs> yeah. I I think someone said it and I don't know if this is true or not, that you can fit twenty-four cans of soda. So whatever that 
of beer. Or, or beer. Yeah. <laughs> so 24 standard cans of beer. If that that's if that's tiny. true, that's not the biggest, but it's not the smallest. I mean, most of those mini fridges you can fit maybe 12 cans. Holy locks. Yeah. Right Dude, my, my, my little fridge, I can fit probably at least two cases in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Dwayne, it's not going to be that size that 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 you can fit like leftovers in. This is going to be more just for like gamers who want to oh, put like their those, beverages. Like, like you put it on your your counter. <laughs> yeah, like size. Yeah, it's not going to be oh. you know your two and a half foot you know refrigerator. It's going to be about twenty four cans of your favorite beverage. That's lame. Yeah. Um, it's going to cost way too much. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's. We'll I'm waiting for the price on it. I, yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. And we got some screenshots of the new Halo show, which I did not know was not going on Showtime anymore. When the hell did that happen? Um, that's going to be the article from when they announced it in yeah. February, I think. Don't remember that, and I probably didn't read it. Obviously, <laughs> I didn't. Uh. This this uh, show has been in developmental hell for like years, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're it finally still is. <laughs> yeah, but we're finally actually getting some screenshots from the show, live action Halo Master Chief, and I mean if you, if you ha- if you make me review the entire series based on the screenshots, it looks awesome. I mean, for, I know you can make any show look great just from a screenshot, but. It looks great. It looks like Halo. Uh, Master Chief looks cool. And um, I want to watch it, but I don't want to pay for another streaming service just to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll I'm not all, paying for Paramount Plus to do that. Which we'll all have to do. Yeah. We just have to find somebody who has it and borrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to wait till they release all the episodes and then you do your seven day trial and then you just have to figure out when you can binge like eight episodes at an hour each. Yeah, I know, fair. but but then I always forget to cancel the damn trial. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then I'm like three months into like, oh damn it, I forgot to cancel that again. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into a uh, movie that uh, three out of the four of us have watched. Bernie, Adam, and myself uh, got to watch the new Conjuring movie. And Adam, did you see it in the movie theater? Of course. Okay. Bernie, Ooh. did you watch it in the movie theater or on HBO Max? No, just, just at home. Okay, cool. Um, so I What actually, about you? I, I watched it at home. I was pleasantly surprised because, again, apparently all this info I'm learning on the fly because I'm out of the loop, apparently, even though I'm on social media every day. I didn't know it was going to HBO Max and the theater at the same time. So I just happened to boot up my HBO Max app and I saw that the movie was there for me to play. I'm like, well, holy crap. Um, that's Did they announce great. basically everything they're releasing this year is going to both? Yep. Mm, yep. <laughs> Which yeah. we've talked about several times on this. I know, but I didn't know that this was one of those movies. I know that Godzilla and Mortal Kombat <laughs> and all that stuff. I didn't know that the Conjuring movie was included in that package. So... Yes, HBO Max has said they're releasing all their films simultaneously, but it was it was a good surprise because I was going to go see it in the theater, but I just was like, well, I can just watch it right now. Uh, it's called The Devil Made Me Do It, and it's basically, you know, they've had all these spinoffs of the Conjuring universe, and this is the part three, right? You've got the first one. You've got the one that was kind of centered around the nun 
character, and then they made an actual nun movie, uh, an Annabelle. Yeah, I was movie. gonna say it's part three, but like movie eight in the yeah. <laughs> in the universe. Be- because the you know uh, Ed and Lorraine go in between all these spinoffs as well, right? They yeah. may not be the main characters, but they're in there. Annabelle right? is another one. Yeah. So the Warrens are kind of all over this universe, but this is part three where it stars them and it's continuing on with the, all of their cool sort of, you know, monster of the week uh, investigatory, um, you know, lifestyles. So uh, these are supposedly based off of semi-true stories. And in this film, basically there's a kid who gets possessed uh, the brother decides to take on the demon himself to no, save. No, it's not the other brother. Oh, is that not the older brother? No, he's trying to marry his sister. Oh, that's the husband or fiance. No. Yeah, fiance. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was his older brother. No. Okay. Well, basically, a young kid is possessed. so. Rami didn't really watch it. Is no, what okay. We find it out. <laughs> I'm not going to say the whole plot. Okay, I'm saying a young. <laughs> Beat by beat, go through yeah. the movie. No, no, no. A young kid is possessed at the very beginning of the movie. An older man decides to take on the demon instead. He's 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 talking he's to the demon. An older man. He's, he's like in his twenties. Okay. Yeah, he's, like, what are you talking about? He's like he's 20. in his twenties. What I what I mean is that an older person, instead of an eight year old child, it's now someone who's older than 20s. that child yeah. who's saying, "Hey, instead of in, infecting this 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 innocent kid, why don't Hold you?" Let me, let me just stop you. Adam, give us the synopsis of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. That, that's no, cool. no, 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 no. You're doing fine. No, I'm not, apparently. So I would like you to describe the film for me, please. I remember. Uh, guy kills other guy. Devil made him do it. Yeah. Okay. That's the so- title, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. yeah. So, so a uh, uh, younger kid possessed a teen, a uh, 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 early twenties-year-old decides to take on the burden. Um, he ends up killing somebody, going to jail, and um, the Warrens come in to try to argue in a court of law that he was not in control of his own bodily functions; that he was possessed. <laughs> he pooped everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't kill this person the devil did right and so you know it's kind of an interesting premise is that how the hell are you going to argue demonic possession in a court of law um so that's basically- i believe the real case this was the and first time they, they tried that yeah. hey when they uh, they tell the lawyer because she don't believe oh you want to meet annabelle come to yeah. her house that means they come to your house. Yeah, then she started talking. She believed after well, that. Yeah, they they do a really good job of, uh, and it's all three movies where you have like real life police officers. Well, not real life, but in the movie world, police officers and lawyers and random people in the movie who are not going to believe this hogwash. They're like, oh, you see ghosts and goblins and spooks. Like, oh, come on, man. But then the Warrens do a really good job at convincing these people who otherwise wouldn't be convinced that they're actually telling the truth. And I really yeah, like the that. one has the one has like superpowers. She can. Yeah, she can see through touch. She can see through touch. She can she can uh, see where p- particular possessions have happened and it helps them solve. You can see there's no control over the bodily function. 
Yes. <laughs> she can smell the poop. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I've liked all three of the main entries. I liked some of the Annabelle movies. Um, the Nun movie wasn't very good. Um, I, think, I think I watched The Nun. I watched all of them. I, I like them. Yeah, They're I mean, but I mean, for... For a horror franchise that's like seven movies in, eight movies in, they're they're doing a fine job. I mean, it could be way worse than this. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll just give my review real quick. I enjoyed it. It was a it was not a waste of an hour and fifty minutes. I got to watch it from my house, and it was kind of spooky. And got to eat some popcorn and enjoy the film. Uh, Seven and a half out of ten. Dwayne score. Did did you uh, lose any bodily functions while you were no? I I farted at the movies. <laughs> Holy crap. That's great. Please tell me please tell me it was during like it was like during a jump scare. Please tell me that's there what only, happened. There's only one jump scare in the movie that really scared me. Everything it, else was but is that yeah. when you farted, Adam? Please. No, I just. Uh. <laughs> <It was nothing. laughs> oh, losing it over there. <laughs> <I'm crying. laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I give it a B. Okay. An eight. Eight out of ten. That fart out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, Bernie, I'll give it a, I didn't see it, but I'll give it a 7.5. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, so I first saw the trailer for this movie during Mortal Kombat, I think. Okay. And the trailer for this movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. They show all the best parts of the movie in the trailer. Like sure. literally all the all the best parts, all the like like the scariest stuff. Um, the movie itself is it's fine. Yeah. It's it's worth watching. It's good. Sure. It's fine. It's enjoyable. It's not boring. Yeah, it's not boring. It's not the best horror movie out there. It's not the worst horror movie out there. It's it. You will not waste an hour and a half of your life by watching it. Uh, Give it a six and a half. It's good. All right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, HBO Max has been releasing these films that you know we've been enjoying watching, like Mortal Kombat. That's a good movie to watch on a Friday and pop some popcorn. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, I I didn't like so much, but you know a lot of other people enjoyed it. Um, this new Conjuring film has been was good, so yeah. Watch I mean, the trailer yeah. though. Watch the trailer. The trailer uh, for this yeah, is really. I was going to say all I have to do is watch the trailer. Apparently, sure. It it shows all the best parts of the movie. It really does. <laughs> but seeing that in the movie theater, I was like, oh my god! Like this actually looks really good because the other Conjuring movies are. I mean, they're they're all just like they're fine, but this one I was like, oh my god, this one looks like legit. And I mean, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer, the trailer, a plus. Speaking of a plus trailers, oh baby, the new He Man Revelations oh, trailer god. was released. Oh, oh boy, let's go! I want to just a little bit, a little segment, please, gentlemen. Just to talk about this trailer because the music, the animation, everything, the 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 dialogue. 
I don't I don't know what I don't know. I think Romy's blown his load all over someone, again. Just about it. Someone, someone talk just about say, it. Just in time for Pride Month. Someone talk about it other than me. I liked it. That they made Oracle a badass. Yeah, dude. He looks like a, he's a he badass. Looks sick. He was blocking that freaking yeah. like storm he cloud or spell. Damn. Oh. He's a badass compared to the other shows, you know? Oh, he was great. Um Okay, for, I want to hear from people who are not uh, He-Man fans, or you know, didn't grow up in the '80s, or whatever the case may be. Because look, I, I I've answered this question numerous times uh, on multiple podcasts. What is it about He-Man? Why in the hell do you like this show? Like, out of all the stuff in pop culture, that's so weird. If you want to hear the answer, go listen to Rami on Burn Appetit. Correct. But the, KF, the KFC episode is the one I'm on, and they take a deep dive into why does Rami even like the Masters of the Universe, and I uh, give my answer there. So without going into any of that, Dwayne, you watched the trailer. I, I am what, from the 80s, though. What did, so, what did, you, know. you are. That's true. I don't know. Well, how you, you lived in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of uh, them. The 1880s and the 1880s. <laughs> Shh, don't give away my um, So, what did you think? Just quick synopsis, just watching this, not being a huge He-Man guy, is it something you're even remotely interested in? I, you know, I have to honestly say um, I was a little uh, surprised, actually. Uh, it looked really good. <laughs> the animation looked good. Uh, wow. I like the fact that Adam is not giant like he's not just he-man wearing a pink shirt you did um, say that you were hoping that he would look more teenager-ish and or, yeah the, the whole orco thing that like threw me for a loop i'm like holy shit they're trying to make orco a badass What's yeah. going on? Like, <laughs> he but wanted... no, I, I guess this i heard it's the same animation people that did uh castlevania are doing yeah which is which is a a feat in itself. We don't really talk much about the Castlevania um, show on Netflix, but if you're not watching that, you really should. It's great. Uh, all four seasons were great. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Real quick. So Dwayne was pleasantly surprised, went in probably saying this is going to suck and came out of it saying, well, that's kind of intriguing. I'll take that. I will. Uh, I will yeah. definitely give it a try. Okay. I'll take it. Um, Sure. Bernie, did you watch the trailer that I sent? I did. Okay. It is the most He-Man anything I've ever watched. <laughs> sure. I have no opinion on the trailer. Okay. Because I don't know what I don't know what He-Man is. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna watch it. It's not my thing. I understand. I understand you enjoy it, but I, I cannot form an opinion on the trailer because I I don't know what I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> So, so here's, my, uh, here's my big question, though. Sure, uh, sure. I did talk about it on another podcast because this is supposed to be kind of a continuation of the original. Like, it is a, it is a, it is a continuation of the 1980s filmation cartoon. Yes. Yeah. So how is that? How, I'm just curious how that's going to show. Work. Yeah. I so know, obviously. So here's here's the thing um, with the original He-Man cartoon, episode to episode. Nothing really fit together, right? Any story that happened in an episode was resolved in 24 minutes plus commercials. And then you had a 
lesson to learn at the end of the episode. Don't do drugs, stay in school, be kind to your friends, right? So nothing really ever continued. There was Don't never lose a, bodily functions. Yeah. The only <laughs> the only time where the He-Man show the fart. <laughs> <laughs> the only time where the He-Man show actually had a multi-part story was The Secret of the Sword. Uh, it was when He-Man introduced She-Ra into the universe, and they tried to um, reveal that Adam, He-Man, had a twin sister named Adora, who was She-Ra. And they brought those two worlds together and had a multi-part episode that spanned an entire week where each day... You got to watch a new episode to see what happened in the story. And um, otherwise, it was just 120 episodes of just random He-Man storylines that really didn't interconnect. But the overarching theme of He-Man is that Skeletor wants access to Castle Grayskull so that he can know the powers of the universe. And he can be the ultimate being and be the ruler of the entire world. And he always fails. He never gets in. He's always thwarted. Blah, blah, blah. This story is supposed to pick up and have sort of an overarching storyline of how Skeletor finally figures out how to get those powers he's been looking for, how to enter Castle Grayskull, what he has to do, how He-Man is connected to that castle, and there you go. So Kevin Smith is making the show to kind of bring the whole He-Man arc to a close. The entire story of Skeletor will be revealed. The entire story of He-Man will be revealed in however many seasons it takes. So what did I think? Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, there was nothing. You guys knew I'm going to say that. I thought the animation yeah, was great. I, I'm shocked. I thought the music was awesome. <laughs> I love the costume. I really like the fact that Adam looks more not like He-Man. Um, he looks more like a kid. Uh, you know, Tila fighting evil Lynn, uh, Orko just deflecting this huge, like, magic spell or, or, or storm or gust of wind. I don't know what that was that he was blocking, but that looked great. Um, and I love the voice actors, too. Mark Hamill sounded really cool as Skeletor. And uh, I can't wait, man. July, it's here. And I, 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 I will say the only it. thing, I heard a little, it, it was very Joker-ish skeleton. So, sort of. Yeah, he kind of sounds like the Joker a little. It's going to be the same. Yeah, that's fair. Which is fine, because his Joker is the best. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, thank you for indulging me on some He-Man talk. Super stoked. Can't wait. Uh, next topic. All right, so let's get to what I think most of us are here for this week, which is the first episode of Loki. Uh, was released last Wednesday. We've all watched it. Um, and um, we're going to give you our thoughts. More of a breakdown of the episode. Kind of not exactly beat by beat. We're not going to be here for two hours. But I did kind of type out a summary. Which Bernie does um, MCU style. Uh, three beers in an MCU name pending. Um, where they break down. <laughs> I, like how, I like how Robbie said it. Three beers in MCU name pending. Yeah, it's just, that's just the title now. Um, You're supposed Bernie, to pause before the name pending. You gotta, you gotta keep them coming back for more. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if the last show you finally reveal the title? <laughs> okay. Well, what just are you saying, doing? Throwing that out there. Um, 
if you had already planned that, I didn't know that, so I apologize. And if Dwayne, you can I have a plan. Okay. I have a plan, but it doesn't make sense because movies are still coming out. By the time we finish, we could do Black Widow because of <laughs> Disney Plus. So um, I have a breakdown. However, uh, this just so you guys know, kind of the the underside of this. Uh, these these breakdowns that Bernie does on three beers in an MCU take a lot of time. They're not. I mean, you, it's not just as easy as to watch the film and you just write down stuff as it's going along. You're going to be pausing and making sure you're in order and maybe rewinding things. What did he say here? Who's this director person they're talking about? What's this side character's name? So it it takes a while for for him to, um, you know, get about four hours all together. Four hours a movie. Yeah, I'm lucky. That's a long time. So I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to watch this show twice. The first time as a fan and the second time as a analyst. And I'm going to try one to get me, this. one for them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. However, um, I'm very nervous now because I did a very shitty job on The Conjuring. So <laughs> let's, see. <laughs> let's see how this goes for uh, Loki episode one. Uh, so, uh, we'll give you guys our thoughts about the first episode at the end, but let's start off with, um, anybody so spoilers, who, right? Dude? Spoilers. Yeah. Full spoilers, spoilers. Show, full spoilers. We're going to take a deep dive into this show and tell you basically course, by the time this comes out, if you haven't watched it, then episode sorry. two will be out already. So yeah, sorry. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but skip so, ahead if you haven't seen it. Absolutely. <laughs> so just like I knew it was going to start off, if we all, if we all had to guess right away, how is this show going to start off? They're going to flash back to when Loki picked up the cube in the end game scene in Avengers where he disappeared, right? Uh, the cube yeah. is dislodged from the yeah, cave. It's obviously going to start to where did he go? Re refresh everyone's memory that Loki escaped an end game so that we can have a Loki series because in the end of it, <laughs> at the beginning of infinity war, Thanos crushed his neck. So uh, we now have an spoilers. Jeez, Skate might be listening. Oh, <laughs> someone text him not to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. That's one, one less download. So, um, yeah, so Loki escapes an endgame. He uh, disappears and lands in the desert. And as soon as he lands in the desert, he starts throwing his iconic speech that he likes to do when he thinks people are beneath him. He's got some random villagers there trying to find water or carrying some stuff. And, you know, well, it, was, it was Mongolia, right? That's where he landed. Is yeah. that is that where he was? Mm -hmm. OK, so, of course, he thinks that these humans or these creatures are beneath him. So he starts doing his iconic speech. Bow before me. You know, I'm your ruler. And of course, then the timekeepers show up. Um, which we realize that's their name, and they arrest him for being a, a variant and interrupting a timeline, which we learn as the show goes along. So they put this, you know, of course, Loki gets angry. He's like, who are you to talk to me this way? They put a collar on his neck. And then one of the coolest scenes in the entire episode is that the timekeeper, like, hits him across the face in, what do they say, 116th time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the the ripples of the hit slowly just wave across his face, and she's talking to him in real time. She's like, <laughs> his eyes are rolling. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I just hit you in one sixteenth time, but you're feeling the full effect of real time pain. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a cool scene. Which that you guys was real that? cool. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, especially, uh, yeah. especially for Loki, who, right, he, he just landed and was like, I am a god, bow before me. Yeah. And she's just like, womp. <laughs> and yeah. he's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it makes me sad, because that should be Doctor Doom. That's comic book <laughs> Doctor Doom stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but they're using Loki for that. So I, I put in my notes, you know, his, he has a restrictive collar on, which prevents him from doing all of his magic stuff and, and tricks and illusions. And this basically, this entire episode is breaking down Loki's um, vision of himself, his, his, his authoritarian, his author, authoritarian uh, uh, values. His I'm above you values. He's you're beneath me values. This entire hour is breaking down that character into a more modest person. All right. And his mischief, like Adam said. Exactly. And his mischief. Yeah. So we're going to get to that eventually. But this starts right here. You put a collar on his neck. All of his powers are gone. He can do nothing. Now, going back to the MCU, uh, name still pending. um, She just picks up the Tesseract like no, like we still don't know what like who can hold the Tesseract and who can. <laughs> yeah, we saw Sam Jackson pick it up for a second. We see a timekeeper pick it up. We've seen other multiple Red, members Red pick Skull it up. Picked it up and he gets beamed into space. Like. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and you know maybe uh, well maybe we'll get to that explanation a little bit as we go through the show maybe. Um, I, we can bring that up in a moment. So as he goes through the TVA, uh, the time variant authority, I think is what it's called. Um, there are many hallways that we see him go through. And, uh, one of the scenes that jumps out to me right away is at the very beginning, he has to sign an affidavit of like 50,000 pages stacked on a desk that confirms everything he's ever said in his life. And as he's speaking, to this person telling him to sign this document, more pages are printing out for him to sign. Mm-hmm. And I just, that scene was just so such a simple scene, but it's like printing out on old school copy paper that has well, like the holes on I the mean, side. Throughout the whole episode, there's a lot of like old tech with like old tech. future tech. <laughs> like- yeah. Dude, th- when was the last time you saw a printer with the holes on the side? Like that's that's <laughs> dot matrix dot dude. That's old school stuff, and it was just it was just so funny. Um, but yeah. but then he just signs one paper and he's done. <laughs> yeah, he has to sign the. the like, one it paper. seemed like he was gonna have to sign each paper, right? The entire thing. Like... Yeah. Uh, his his tesseract is taken away. You know, one of the guards or or employees takes it away. Um, he gets he gets thermal scanned at one point in one of the hallways to make sure he's not like a robot. Um, mm-hmm. Then he has to take a ticket in line, like he's kind of like waiting at a deli uh, to wait for his um, turn to be in front of one of the TVA judges and one of the the um, one of the authority figures who's going to give him his sentence. I, I did like the guy in front of him. He's like, "What is this? A deli counter?" Yeah. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> And well, so, I, I like the scene with the, the robot scene 
Because he's like he he was oh, starting yeah, to yeah, question yeah. whether or not he was a robot. Because yeah, the guy yeah. said, "If you're a robot, you're gonna like incinerate when you walk then through he's this." He's like, "What if I'm a robot that doesn't know I'm a robot?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, yeah. I'm not a robot." But then he starts to like second guess whether or not he's a robot. Yep. <laughs> um. So before he gets to the judge, um, there while he's waiting in line for his turn, and he's got his little deli ticket, he sees a TV screen pop up, which um talks about uh you know who the timekeepers are we see a video explaining well, to him what was it? the t tva the tva yeah time variance uh, well something. well the, the person who's the person who's explaining to him is a character called miss minutes and uh she's a little clock figure who's explaining the video of who the timekeepers are uh there's three of them how they preserve the one and true timeline that throughout history there have been incidences of the timeline offshooting into a separate timeline, a fracturing of a timeline. And the TVA's disposition is to go and by any means necessary, make the timeline back to the original, the way things are supposed to be according to them. So any offshoots that happen need to be fixed by the TVA to avoid what Miss Minutes calls madness. Well, there's there's a group of people that determine the sacred timeline, right? Correct. Yes. What's the difference between them and like the Watchers? So this is what I I, I put this in my notes because I I immediately started seeing this trending online that one of the bonus scenes in the Guardians two movie was Stan Lee talking to three people with bald heads and yeah. people who really don't know comics, which is no fault of their own, thought that those were the timeline keepers. Those are the uh, watchers. I, yeah, those are the watchers. Those are the yeah, watchers. Wa- they, Uatu. Yeah. Those are they're, different. And they're supposed to watch and not interfere, right? They're Correct. They're supposed to kind of record all of history. They're seers. They're but always interfere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they always interfere. So, mm-hmm. but when I see videos like that, I don't immediately get on my high horse like, those are the watchers, you stupid idiot. Like, no, come on. That's that's a fine comparison. You know, you think that Marvel was kind of you know smart enough to know that back in Guardians two, we're going to do a Loki TV show and let's put the timekeepers in here as a bonus. Well, they, they might not be the same thing. Like the sacred timeline keepers might not be the Watcher. Like they don't they're have not, to be the same. But they're, they're not. not the, they're not the Watchers. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like these videos started popping up that the Guardians two scene was Stan Lee talking to the Watchers. He was actually talking to the timekeepers. But he's not. He's talking no. to the Watchers. They're they're different characters. But anyway, I that was something I wanted to bring up. So the TVA exists basically to capture variants that escape the true timeline and are plucked in from the true timeline into an alternate timeline. And these alternate timelines, if left unchecked, can create a multiverse. And the world, like Miss Minute says, can basically go into madness. The so, multiverse of madness. Multiverse of madness. But right. I also yeah. like that this is the same explanation that the female Doctor Strange gave uh, Hulk. The ancient one. The ancient yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, the same the explanation she gave him for, like, no, you can't take this and and go into the future with it. because Conan O'Brien. A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she told it's the a, Hulk. It's the same explanation, though. That That's yeah. what I liked. Yeah, she she explained it in Endgame. Hulk said, no, we have a plan for that. This is how we're going to fix it. 
And the TVA is basically confirming what she said is that, yeah, she was right. You have to make sure that you fix this. Otherwise, it's going to all go to hell. And you're, you're right. This is confirming that. So uh, to basically prevent these multitude timelines, this madness, multiverse, whatever you want to call it, the TVA, the TVA agents must eliminate the variants at all costs. Whatever the case may be on why a variant was, was, was formed, why the timeline was skewed, their job is to fix it and go and move forward okay so once these variants are captured they go in front of a judge to be judged um but before that happens we're going to fast forward to mobius i, I, I wish it was judge judy but it would have been awesome sure <laughs> uh before be loki's cool. loki's judge um we're going to fast well not fast forward but go back into the past to be introduced to owen wilson's character who's mobius who's in France in like 1592 and he's investigating some of the deaths of his timekeeper agents in this like old sort of uh, burned out church um, where he finds out from one of his agents that Loki is on trial. So he's in the past figuring out why a lot of his agents are dead. Someone comes to him from the TVA and tells him, Hey, uh, Loki's on trial and he's intrigued. He wants to figure out what's this all about. So he goes back to the TVA and he sits in on Loki's trial. And while Loki is being judged, um, Mobius is just sitting in the back listening. And Loki actually makes some pretty cool arguments that I think are explained away rather quickly, but they make sense to me. Like one of the arguments Loki makes to the judge is, hey, man, you're judging me for like uh, escaping this one true timeline when from what I can tell, the Avengers went back in time and caused all this problem in the first place. I wasn't mm -hmm. supposed to grab that cube. I grabbed that cube because they're the ones who are messing up this timeline. Go blame them, not me. And the judge says what? That, that, that was a planned... Yeah, the deal. Avengers were supposed to do all that yeah. stuff. Exactly. A simple explanation that I thought worked effectively. That no... They were actually supposed to do that. You were not supposed to grab the cube. But again, like like we had talked about, it's because the Avengers said, like, we're going to do this, but then we're going to go back and just put all this shit back in place so that time moves forward properly, right? So, correct. So, so the way that I interpreted that was that the Avengers traveling back to 2012 in Endgame was supposed to happen the cube was supposed to have been dislodged from the case, but Loki was not supposed to pick it up. Is that accurate? I don't. I don't even know if the cube was supposed to be dislodged. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I don't think because it was supposed to be dislodged. I here's why I think it was because then, if it wasn't dislodged, Tony and Iron Man would have. I mean, Tony and Steve would have no reason to go back even further to the '70s to pick up the pin particles. So, because they would never have lost that cube in the first place. Yeah, but then... So, so that timeline would have changed. Yeah, but okay. then Loki should have grabbed it. Like, who else would have grabbed it? If I think a Hydra it? agent was supposed to grab it. That Hydra was always going to get that cube, no matter what. Because remember, initially they handed it over to... At the time, they didn't know they were Hydra agents. They thought they were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. I think that Hulk was always supposed to smash through the stairs... 
the cube was always supposed to roll across the floor, but that the Hydra agent was supposed to pick it up and put it back in the case, and then they lose the cube or whatever. But Loki accidentally picked it up and caused a variant timeline to form. That's the way I interpreted it. So um, I think you could argue that it's one of those timeline or uh, time travel bullshit where you could argue it. Either sure. day and night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Mobius comes in at this point and starts to talk to the judge like they're friends. And he's like, hey, man, you know, let me take this guy out of here. I'm going to take him to the interrogation room. And the judge is like, that's a terrible idea. I know what you're thinking. This is stupid. Don't do this. And he's like, just give me, come on, give me some leeway. You know, me and you are buddies. Let me get this guy out of here. So Mobius basically <laughs> saves Loki from his sentence and takes him to an, an interrogation room where he starts to give an exposition on the TVA itself, how it functions, um, while we approach some of the best scenes of the show. Um, Mobius starts asking Loki, why does he do the things that he does? No, uh, I did. I love this part. Yeah. Why does, a, why does a mischievous god feel like he needs to belittle people and kill for his own pleasure? Uh, there's the scene that he shows where he's standing over everyone in Germany in the first Avengers film where he's belittling people. Uh, the eyeball scene where he sticks that device in that guy's eyeball and Loki's like has a huge smile on his face. Well, um, well it's because Loki said, like, I'm doing this, you know, to help these people. They think they want freedom, but they actually want control. Mm-hmm. And he's like, really? Dude, <laughs> he's like, even- look at you. They even show a scene where Loki is B.D. Cooper. Do you guys know this story? Yes. I think everyone knows this story, right? Adam, do you know the B.D. Cooper story? No. Did did you understand what that reference was when he was in the airplane with the with the satchel of money and jumped out? And do you know who B.D. Cooper is? No. You never watched Unsolved Mysteries? No. I mean, there's there's actually fragments of 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 money that had been recovered from the B.D. Cooper money falling out of the sky that actually yeah. sell for quite a bit of cash in the currency world. Quite a bit of money. Yeah. <laughs> so B.D. Cooper was this guy who had this great idea to hijack a plane uh, full of cash and jump out. Just real quick summary: jump out of the plane in a parachute um, with the money on him. So perfect crime, right? I'm going to steal the money from a plane. I'm going to jump out of the plane, pull my parachute, and what a great robbery. Uh, That didn't go as planned because his parachute didn't open. The dude died, and money started falling from the sky. I thought they didn't know what happened to him. Yeah, they don't know what happened to him. They say they don't know what happened to him, but the the story, the the, the most common theory is that his chute didn't open and that he he died. But that 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 might not be what happened. But that's what most people think. That's and what so, they want to think. Yeah, as the money started falling from the sky, people described it as money was raining down on them. And some of these bill fragments actually, you know, if you can confirm that it was an actual B.D. Cooper bill fragment, actually sell for quite a bit of cash. How do you do that? Is there fingerprints? I mean... The, the, the numerical... If you can read numbers. enough numbers oh, on yeah. the bill, you'll know that it was from that heist. Yeah. Um... So they they basically said that Loki was B.D. Cooper because he lost a bet with Thor. I thought that was well, hilarious. and I like he jumped out of the plane and then immediately the the whatever bridge just like sucked him back 
to Asgard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he he shows him some of the some of the stuff that has happened, um, you know, with Loki in the past, and then he starts showing him some of the stuff that is going to happen in the future, which is Loki's mom dies, basically his fault. Um, he also shows him scenes of his own death. Uh, he shows him. I don't think he showed him though, right? No, no. When he went back the second time, he started looking at him, and then, then he saw that. So this is when he comes back the second time. Yes. But he did show him his mom dying, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So then the death stuff comes afterwards. I don't I think he, yeah. I didn't. I don't think he knew that his mom was dead. So. No, 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 he, he knew his mom. He showed him his mom dying. Mobius, oh, yeah, but- Loki for killing his mom. He goes, "Oh, you mean like you killed your mom?" He goes, "Are you?" Or he goes, are "All these people who are beneath you that you're slaughtering with no remorse." He goes, "Do you feel the same way about your mother?" And that's when Loki starts getting pissed off because someone is telling him basically, "You you killed your mom, dude. You just haven't done it yet." Um, because Thor two hasn't happened in this in this universe, so. So he has a very intense conversation between before Mobius is called away. Mobius is blaming Loki for his mom's death, and that's that was a very he did kill his mom though. He did, he did, but but Loki doesn't know that he's done that yet. Yeah, because remember he told him he's like, you told him to go up those stairs, and you thought he was going to go kill Odin or something, right? No, but, Thor, Thor. Wh- wh- yeah, whatever. Yeah. But he's like, instead, that actually led them to your mother. To so your it's mom, your yeah. fault. Yeah. He goes, it's your fault your mom is dead. But Th- Loki hasn't even had that event take place yet. He's yeah. just seeing it on a screen. So um, this guy is accusing Loki of killing his own mom, and he hasn't even physically done that yet. But he's telling him it will happen. So around this time, you're right, around this time is when um, – Mobius gets called away and he kind of says something funny like there's always something there's always a distraction you know I'm, I never get a moment's peace and that's when Loki um, has stolen the the dampening device on his collar that it's makes the power go away yeah um, click movie click yeah. so uh, Loki's able to escape temporarily um, he's trying to find his way through the TVA how the hell do I get out of here Maybe I can go find the Tesseract and warp myself out of here, right? Where's the Tesseract? Who did I give it to? Oh, that's the guy I gave it to. Let me go find it. And he finds the employee who got the Tesseract, and he goes, where is it? And he goes, oh, I just I just keep it in this drawer right here. And this is where the internet freaked out. And we can have a quick discussion between us three on how we feel about this and then move forward. As Loki pulls open the drawer. Three, there's four of us. What did I say? Three? <laughs> yeah. Apologize. Um, it's fine. As, I'm here too. Yeah. As we as he pulls out the drawer and he sees that the Tesseract is in the drawer, there's like a Honus Wagner rookie card, a bunch of random expensive artifacts throughout the history of time, and a freaking basket full of infinity stones. And this is the one scene that I think people have chosen to harp on the most, at least on social media. Um, How did you guys feel when you saw a basket of Infinity Stones and the description was explained to you in the show? Oh, yeah. Some of the guys here use those as paperweights. Well, they number one, they already explained 
no magic works in the TVA. Yeah, right? they don't work in the TVA area. I understand that, but even you, even you know, Loki picked up the uh, the cube and tried to use it, and it didn't work. And he was like, "Oh shit, there, it really doesn't work." Yeah, I'm I'm not referring to the the stones being some sort of all powerful device in the TVA. What I'm saying is that the TVA sees these stones as paperweights. Does that take away the effect of the last 10 years worth of Marvel movies you've just watched where Thanos has these stones, is able to wipe out the entire universe? No, that means someone else. they're in a basket. That means someone else found an Infinity Stone, and that changed the timeline. So they had to go and arrest him and confiscate the Infinity Stone. Yeah. So they bring it back. And then another person finds a different Infinity Stone, and they arrest him and... Exactly. Why, I, what's the problem? That well, the the main problem people have had with the show is that they feel that by the TVA um, discarding these stones as paperweights, that it makes the impact of Endgame. But it doesn't because not as, not as much. because their job is not, they don't they don't care if somebody uses the Infinity Stone. They care right. if somebody uses it that shouldn't. I agree with Correct. you. Right. I they're, agree with you. They're not judging. Life, they're just making. Yeah, life they're not. Forward. They're not morality police. It's Thanos was supposed to get the stones. No one else. Correct. Yes. Or and he got them at a different point in his life when he shouldn't have, and then they arrested him, and you know whatever. Yeah, I I agree. I did not see those stones and feel like, oh, so they're really not even that important. So then, what did I just watch the last decade of my life? No, I, I saw it as you guys, is that there were different variants throughout time who had found these stones who weren't supposed to. They had to go and fix that, and now they're left with this rock they don't know what to do with, so they just yeah. throw it in a drawer. Well, magic mm-hmm. doesn't work in their world, so it's literally just a stone. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a rock. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. Loki seeing that, I think, had a big effect on him because to him... Yes, Infinity Stones were the ultimate endgame. You, you you need these to control the world. You are now in <laughs> you are now in a universe where these people are using them as office supplies. And I think when he ends back in that interrogation room, and you're right, at this point he starts seeing future clips of himself where he sees his own death. He sees Thanos betray him. Um, he sees what his entire destiny awaits. He sees really cool clips of like his father talking highly about Loki. He sees him interacting with Thor and Ragnarok where Thor says, oh, you're not that bad, brother. You know, see, we can work together. And he actually starts kind of crying and tearing up and seeing that there's a world out there that maybe he didn't see. Um, but now he does where his family did love him and that they wanted the best for him. And that he maybe he could be kind of a good person. By the way, this the interrogation room with that. I, I guess you call it a boob tube with the reel to reel. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's projected on this like high, like futuristic three D model thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they keep that thing going for some reason. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever explain why they have this low tech, high tech, because. At one point, Loki sees the world, right? When he's in the hallway, and there's like flying cars and all kinds of like really futuristic shit. But then there's this low tech tech aspect to the whole. There has to be something to that. Yeah. Or maybe it's just to look cool. I don't know. 
I think the aesthetic is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the old technology versus this futuristic time police force that can do whatever they want, but they still use boob tubes and old printers and stuff like that. I, I like that. To your point, Rami, I think Loki, when he, you know, when he sees the drawer of Infinity Stones that are paperweights and stuff, I think it's like a humbling moment to him where he knows, like, all right, if they're going to catch people who are wielding Infinity Stones, like, what? why even, why should I even put up a fight? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they got them who has the Reality Stone, like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to listen to what they have to say, like. Yeah. It, so it's, it's, it's I, I, I think I think Rami, you were saying before, like going back, we'll, we'll figure out why that she could just pick up the Tesseract. But it wasn't a good explanation because in their little world, their TVA or whatever, there's no magic. But when they're on Earth, there's still magic. Yeah, she shouldn't have been able to pick up the Tesseract. Well, I mean, that's something that we may not ever be able to answer because Nick Fury picked it up. Um, you know, a uh, random TBA agent picks it up. And so we've seen multiple instances now of people who are not supposed to be able to touch Nick, this Nick thing. Nick Fury didn't pick it up. He had it in the... Uh... Dampening cube? No, and he had it in the lunchbox. <laughs> but I mean, he took it out of that machine and stuck it in the briefcase. We had a huge conversation yeah, on this during Avengers. It. Yeah. We had this had huge go- conversation on Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say I can solve the issue. Special gloves. Yeah, special gloves. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that for like ten minutes. Why can Nick Fury touch the cube and put it in the briefcase, and Red Skull touches it and zooms away? TBA to... and yeah. Nick Fury special gloves. <laughs> yeah. No, she Problem wasn't wearing solved. gloves though. Yeah, she was. No, she wasn't. I I made a point to notice she did not have gloves on. Yeah. All right, Dwayne. I was trying to help you out. <laughs> So, um, special fingers. The, the other, <laughs> uh, the second, the, the second and final criticism that I've seen from social media people is that sort of like, okay, so in the first episode, Loki is like this, I'm above you, kneel before me guy, and then he just watches a few clips on TV and sees a drawer full of stones, and then just says, okay, how can I help you? Like they thought that that transition. He sees, his lo- he sees himself get killed. I understand. I'm just bringing this up because these are the comments that I've read. I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm saying this is what people are saying about. Yeah. How humbling is it to? I agree. To realize everything you, don't even you, let me finish you thought what and believed is not doesn't a matter, thing. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. I I agree. But but what if the TVA is tricking him? How does he know these images he that he's seeing of his death are even real? Like, why does he just assume? But I think that's why he's the perfect character, though, because he (laughs) is the the god of trick. You know, he's the trickster god, right? So, like, because even at first he's like, oh, this is all a trick. And now he's like, oh, shit, this is not a trick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is real. So they're like, you know, in Thor 1, Thor 2, Ragnarok. You know, finally around Infinity War, he kind of starts to come around where he you know, sees that Thanos is more of a threat than he needs to be and decides to try to kill him. So, you know, it took multiple movies to get Loki Loki to a point where he was willing to try to save his family. Um, Otherwise, he just wanted to be king. 
And now you're here in a 60 minute TV show and he's completely done a 180 just from a few TV clips. Right. Yeah. Um, he watched his life that made him flip. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Loki saw those images and told himself, these are real. I'm going to die with my neck being crushed by Thanos. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want my mother to be killed because of my own fault. Um, I don't I think. Don't, I, yeah, I, I think, don't think it's he doesn't want it. I think he knows it's happening and he can't do anything about it. Right. Okay. Or maybe, or, or maybe seeing. Yeah, the Infinity Stones in the drawer told him, "Well, now, God, I'm nothing now. I look at this. Yeah. They're office supplies, right? Exactly. Um, he's, he's a joke. Yeah, he's a so joke. Owen Wilson yeah. even tells him he's like, basically, you're a joke. Yeah. 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 And I do like uh, when Owen Wilson, whatever his character's name, Mobius. Mobius, yeah. He says to him, okay, all right, say you go to Earth and you conquer it, and then now what? (laughs) He's like, what's your next move? He's like, what do you mean? (laughs) You can say that for, like, any any comic bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I loved it, though. Like, that's that's their Mm -hmm. end game, but, like, what then? Like, what, what do you do? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Loki at this point says, okay, what do you need from me? Why do you want me? Why did you save me from the judge? Why are you showing me these clips? What do you want? And Mobius tells him, well, we need your help to stop a variant of yourself. No. Right? He says, he said something like, well, what's the variant? He's like, it's you. It's you. Yeah. You, you're you're the variant so, we're trying to track. So here's my question: <clears throat> Is it a you, Loki, or is it a you, somebody like you, that thinks like you? That I think that Mobius. I think he had, meant the literal you. Yeah, the literal you. I think they're trying to track down the dude who shows up in the hoodie in Oklahoma in 1800, who's going. Why like, do you say it's a dude? Well, I mean, I'm assuming the guy in the hoodie was Loki, right? Why is it a guy? Man, it might not be him. You know, but, Loki's taken many forms, right? Yeah, maybe he's changing his appearance <laughs> to try to evade capture from the TVA. So basically, it, it seems like Mobius is going to be tapping into the mind of Loki to capture himself, who's creating havoc for the TVA. See, I that's the way it looks. I thought maybe like that's what they want you to think, and maybe it's somebody that's not Loki but acts like Loki. It seems it seems stupid to me that this isn't how you introduce Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. right? Because this is Kang yeah. the Conqueror's like entire thing. It this is. is yeah. This is who he this, is. This is his entire world. But everyone knows he's going to be in Ant Man three. Yeah. But like, he, this should be Kang. Yeah. I agree. I thought I, I wrote that in my notes. I'm like, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it, it doesn't make any sense. You, you don't know that they're not though. Yeah, it could be Kang. It like at the end of the season they reveal it to be Kang, and then you'll see more in Ant Man. Sure, like to be continued. But this Ant-Man is Ant-Man this is Kang's entire thing. Yeah. Why why do this and then have it not be him? And then somehow try to introduce him in Ant Man, but also be a time traveling guy that well, messes it, with the past. It could and be like, to introduce this concept of 
fixing time. I guess it just <clears> seems like I mean? redundant. Like, oh, we had Loki TV show bad guy go through time messing with it, but it wasn't him. But in Ant Man <laughs> 3, here's another bad guy who goes through time, messes with stuff. Oh, not to mention Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah, but but at this point we we've said multiple times we trust Marvel. We're in for the ride. They really haven't failed us much, if at all, and that we we're in. We're gonna we're in it. We can give <clears> our opinions, but hey, this just came to me. It. At some point, they said something about the Nexus, right? Who's the Nexus character? Correct. Wanda. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet yeah. Witch. Yep. Could it be her? I don't know. In the cloak? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, there's a lot of theories going around <laughs> in that cloak. I don't know. Um, kind of. I was just bringing everything together. Like, who else could it be other than... Because she's a Nexus character that... I mean, she's obviously going to create the multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I, after I watched this show, I started thinking about um, where did I think it was going to lead? Right, it's six episodes, right? I believe. I think it's six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I started thinking about where this is going to lead and how is it going to end, and I had my own theories. And I don't really like to watch a lot of fan videos, so I wanted to form my own opinion before I started hearing other people's theories of what they thought were going to happen, because we kind of fell into that rabbit hole with WandaVision and his Mephisto and all this crap. And you know, none of it was no, true. No, Mephisto was in the church. That's who the little girl. Yeah. The stained glass. Thing, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, don't want to do all this again. And um, so I'm like, let me, let me try to think of something that, that I think is going to happen in this show. And let's see if it comes true. So I really started thinking about where the story could go and what could happen and uh, who's the person in the cloak and all this type of stuff. It could go anywhere, man. Yeah. So my theory is this. Now, I have not looked this up. I have not listened to any videos. I have not heard any reviews. This is the first time I'm talking about this show with you guys. I think the TVA are actually the bad guys. And I think that the variant Loki they're trying to track has actually been trying to expose them because I think this one timeline they're discussing that needs to stay intact is the real problem. I think the multiverse is what Loki is trying to achieve. And he's realized that at some point that the multiverse needs to happen. And that if we continue down the timeline of one single timeline, that's going to end up with our destruction and that the, this bad Loki variant is actually the good person. That's my theory is that the TVA are the bad people and the Loki variant that's, that's going it's around not, killing all that's of them. That's not bad. It's not bad. A good person. It's not bad. I like it. That's, that's my like version without reading anything. That's what I think is going to be the twist is that the hooded Loki is the good guy. And then I, the multi, the I like multi, that a lot. When the multiverse <laughs> happens, that's not necessarily a terrible thing. Doctor Strange is there to bring it all into a more cohesive dynamic where you have multiverses that exist and he needs to put all the fragments back together. 
okay, this multiverse exists over here, and this one exists over here, and I need to fix and this over then there. then maybe Kang comes back to try to make it all one. The, the idea of a sacred timeline is problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it makes events that happen mean less because they're already destined to happen. You know what I mean? You there's have no, no control. Stakes. You have no yeah, control. There's no control. Yeah. Loki says, well, the Avengers happen. are the ones who mess up the timeline. They're like, no, they were supposed to do that. Eh, we knew that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all events are predetermined. So it doesn't matter what you do. That, yeah. It doesn't matter what you're going to do because somebody already knew it was going to happen. And then when someone breaks tradition, and does something different, they get pissed because they know if they don't solve that problem, their authoritarian one timeline dynamic goes away and they lose all their power. Well, now listen. That's my theory. You, you, you just fucked it because now if that's not the case, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> we just said we weren't going to do that because that's that's so much cooler than if it ends up not being the case. No, I thought it was pretty good too. I I actually told my wife that theory, and she was like, "That's not bad." She goes, "That would be a great ending." Is that the hooded guy's Loki who figured this all out and is now trying to make sure the multiverse happens? It could and be that's the, why could be the female Loki. That's why the TVA could be the kid Loki. It could be the <laughs> Loki's well, taking many forms. So. That's why because Loki's like trying to time hop throughout history the 1500s 1800s you know 3000 after you know ad wherever and they're just following him along trying to stop his mission and he's just killing them along the way i do i i did like uh that that end scene if we're gonna go to the cloak figure right where like they show up and they're like uh, wait where'd adam go why do you have to? Don't mention it. Oh, right, sorry, my bad. <laughs> now, you, now I have to edit. Okay, okay, go, go. He's already back. This All is right. this, this is my point. Like the stuff that we know about the new Spider-Man movie and um, Multiverse of Madness and stuff. Like those films have to end in a way for everything to be okay and move forward. You right. know what I mean? And how do you do that? with the sacred timeline thing. You know what I mean? You can't. Because if the sacred timeline, if if this was a sacred timeline, the TVA would just attack Doctor Strange and Wanda and Spider-Man and whatever's going to happen in that movie and just put it back to normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? right. Yeah. Yeah, like we, we so all... So what's the point of those two movies if, if the TVA is just going to Put everything back into the sacred timeline. Yeah, that's why actually Rami's idea makes sense. Yeah, we all think the multiverse <laughs> of madness. It means that the multiverse has happened, and now the world is in chaos. But no, I think what happens is that the TVA has now been eliminated. They're no longer in control of a sacred timeline because that was a sham, a falsity. So it's a battle of of multiverses to to reign supreme as. As the six one six world, yes, yeah. correct. Oh shit! Yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense with that's, what I know about the Spider Man movie. That's what I think is going to happen. And Doctor Strange in his movie is there to make sure these multiverses flourish. 
right, that well, they if this isn't the case, I'm going to be fucking pissed at you, Rami. Because... <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that'd be so cool. You're my Mephisto into... right now. Yeah, we're, we're going into Doctor Strange 2 assuming he's got chaos, but no, he just goes into these different multiverses to make sure they succeed. And that's how... Or is, yeah, is he like looking at it all and be like, all right, it's okay to have all these multiverses. Well, this one, yeah. nope, nope, we got to no, take care like, of this nope, one. I got I to gotta go over there. That, <laughs> that, that, that didn't turn out the way we thought because when multiverses branches start happening, we, this is the way it's supposed to be. But he said, he saw all be, the outcomes yeah. that the Avengers lost yeah. and there's only one they won. Exactly. So, which, which means the multiverse exists. It does. And right. his job is now to go and figure out all these different paths that have formed. Not all of them are going to be perfect. Maybe some of them need a little bit of help. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you got me on board. Okay, cool. All right. I did something good. I'm a conspiracy theorist now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's where the show ends. So, no, no. So, what I was going to say was, okay, I ahead. like the, the fact that like those uh, TVA guys show up and they're like, oh, it's oil. It's just some guy trying to make some money. <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. you know, we know where oil goes, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to go back in time and suck out all the oil before anybody else can. And I thought that was pretty smart. That was. I agree. All right. So let's go around the horn and give our initial review. You know, just uh, you don't have to give it a number score if you don't want. I will. But, you know, uh, Adam, what would you think of the show overall? Just first episode. Well, at the beginning, it uh it really didn't really catch my attention, but it got better. I liked it. Okay. Like the show. You're on board, of course. Thumbs of up. Of course. Yeah. All right. I wanted to wait before seeing it a couple of shows in, but, you know, I had to see it so I could talk to about it today. All but right. I- uh, Dwayne, what would you think? First episode. So, uh, Bernie didn't spoil it for us, but was, like, super excited about this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. I wasn't as excited as Bernie. And and more for the fact that this is this episode was just setting up the whole like what's gonna happen. See, I no, see it, the sacred timeline, Dwayne, and you don't. <laughs> all right, so I know where it's headed. <laughs> no, I, I, I loved it. It was great. But it, I I just saw it as like this is just setting the stage for the season. Okay. Uh, I'd I'd go eight out of ten. All right, good score, Bernie. Uh, I give it a nine. I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought yep. it's everything uh, a superhero TV show or movie should be. Mm-hmm. It should be funny. It should have action. It it should be compelling with the storylines. I'm, I'm. What else do you want from a TV show? It it has mystery to it. Like we're talking about what's going to happen next week. Like this is what you want. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I I. Rami's really fucked me up with this. With this <laughs> theory here. Dude, I, it was. That's way better think- than I thought could possibly happen with the show. If I, that's if that's what happens, this show is gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs> it's, it, I still think it's I still think it's gonna be the best show yet after it's all said and done. I see the potential of where they can go and have it be better than WandaVision. I think WandaVision is way above uh Captain America Winter Soldier or whatever. The fuck that Falcon Winter Soldier 
show was. I think this show could be the best Disney show until Moon Knight comes out, and then obviously that one's going to be the best. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, There's no comparison. Uh, I, I, what about Miss Marvel? I'm all I'm on board with Miss Marvel. I know. It's yeah, num- me too. It's gonna be number two. <laughs> um, but I I can see this show, just from the seeds planted and like where it could all go, to be the best Marvel show. So I'm all in. Yeah, I, I I think nine out of ten is a really good score for the first episode. I agree, and that's what I'm giving it as well. I was engaged from front to back. Um, I thought that Tom Hiddleston. Uh, Why do just- you say everything so weird? <laughs> You're engaged front to front back. Front to back. Like, what does that what mean? That's Beginning what to mean. end. Beginning <laughs> to end, whatever. Front to back, back. you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Tom, Tom Hiddleston just, just watching videos of him and Thor from the future and seeing how his dad spoke so highly of him and you know seeing his own death. Dude, he didn't even speak during any of those scenes, and his acting was phenomenal. Um, it's just... They were able to cram so much into the first episode um, and make it believable that a character such as him can completely do a 180 in a 58-minute episode and decide that, you know what, maybe I don't want to be this character. And uh, I've learned a valuable lesson that I'm nothing in this universe. I have no powers. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm an office supply in a drawer. And uh, that, but like, I'm a joke. I'm like, a joke. I think I have all these grand plans and in the end I'm defeated yeah. every single time because, and embarrassingly dude, so. Yeah. And, and, and we didn't talk about this, but Mobius said that in his speech. He's like, dude, you lose all the time. All the time. <laughs> He's Dr. Doom. Yeah. He goes, you never win. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't win ever. Yeah, you're not and, this big god like you lose literally yeah. every time. And it's such I mean, dude, what a great what a great He tells him he exists to make the Avengers look better. Mm-hmm. That's exactly <laughs> what he told him. You exist to make them be heroes. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he said. And I'm like, oh, that's genius. Genius. So mm-hmm. nine out of ten, fascinated out of all three episodes, uh, from Falcon and Winter Soldier to WandaVision to Loki. This is the first episode um that gets the highest score that has me intrigued for the rest of the series. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best first episode of all three of those shows. Okay. In my opinion, just, just, just from the, if you you do the first episode of WandaVision, first episode of Falcon and winter soldier, first episode of Loki. I like this one the best. I don't think that's a crazy statement. No, that's a different statement than what you originally said. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) Yeah. This is my favorite first episode no, no, of all three of those fine. shows. Yeah. Um, okay. So we all liked it. Great. Um, thumbs up. And I'm going to finish off with our last topic, which is I want us to I want us to play a game. I want us I want us to play a guessing game. Yeah. We don't even know what the fuck this is. Yeah. So that's your curve curveball yeah, here. We we can replace this with the top three if you want. Um, this can be our guess. All right. So I got a question for y'all. Uh, this involves Black Widow and its theatrical run. Okay, first weekend opening is what we're discussing because I'm very intrigued to see how much this movie makes. Um, theaters are now open. Uh, actual new releases are coming out in the theaters, and a lot of them are actually doing pretty good. Did, did Regal open too? Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, we we saw really good returns um, on A Quiet Place too. Uh, the movie actually has been doing pretty well. How much and, did it um, do in the first week? 
it did forty something. Forty something million. Yeah. Forty eight, I think. Forty eight. Yeah. And then it's six second weekend it made like twenty five. So I mean for a post pandemic theaters are just reopening sort of money intake. You can clearly see that people are wanting to go back to the theater to have that experience, which is a really good sign for but the end of the heights. Into the Heights did 11 million and it was supposed to do 20. Oh, but that was also one that was released on HBO Max. Yeah, it was one so, of those free ones too. Yeah. You know, like theater experience to watch A Quiet Place 2, surround sound, super creepy versus a musical that maybe you can watch at home. You know, so it just really depends on what you're looking for with your theater experience. But we can say that Black Widow coming out on July the 9th is going to be. The first big post-pandemic movie that a lot of people are going to want to see in the theater, potentially. So here's my question to you guys. I want us to go around the horn, talk about what we think this movie is going to bring in opening weekend, Friday through Sunday, and the winner is going to win a prize. And the prize is going to be, after that movie's release, the next podcast we do, that winner who gets the closest, even if you go over and we're not doing prices right, whoever's the closest opening weekend total gets to pick what the other three members get to drink on that podcast. I prefer a, a dust covered Boba Fett. But, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, wait, I, here's I, my I, question Is uh, Black Widow, is it going to be uh, Disney Plus and the movie? Yes. Correct. Yeah, you can pay thirty dollars on Disney it's Plus. Premiere. It's one the of the premiere. premiere it's kind of like Mulan. All right. So does the premiere number count into the box no. office? No, because they don't. They don't ever give that. Yeah. That number. They okay. don't actually. Yeah, Bernie's right. They don't reveal that information. Um, it's just box office numbers. We go at the end of the Sunday night, Monday morning. We see how much you made. Whoever's closest, you get to pick the drinks for the next podcast. All right. And- bitches like Natty Light. <laughs> you can choose it if you're the winner. Uh, Adam, how much do you think the movie's going to make opening weekend? Why me? You start. Me start? Yes. Okay. Easy. Uh, my number, I, I was definitely going to go closer to $100 million. I'm not going to go $100 million. I'm not going to go that high. I'm going to say $85 million opening weekend. I think you're way off. Way too high, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done like 65 or something. Okay, yeah, I think Adam's, Adam's more on mine there. Okay, uh, uh, my, my number's 85. I've already said it. Adam's number 65. So 100 million, no pandemic, yes. Sure, of course. 65, man. 65. I just, I just thought if, 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 Quiet, if Place Quiet Place 2, two could do 48. like the 40s, I thought Black that's Widow could do double that. But do you that, have the. That was my the that was my plus. That was my rationale. I thought Black Widow could probably do double the Quiet Place too. But you That's have how it, you have Premiere Plus where people, old fogies like Dwayne are just going to pay thirty dollars and watch it at home. But I think a Quiet Place too showed me that there's still a theater experience. Yeah, but they didn't have watch. the option to watch it at home. Yeah. Well, that's the fair. Quiet Place. Sure. I think there's still a lot of people hesitant to go to the movie theater. All right, I could be wrong. A, you know, you know they're still uh, limiting. They're still limiting the, the the theaters. You're correct, but again, I just I just thought that a Quiet Place Two did did 
pretty but good. But it is Black Widow, and this could signify the end of COVID, like for it's, like the public. You know what I mean? Like there could be a big push to go see it. Absolutely, that could be uh, some of the advertising. They could start advertising. My heart, the movie my heart wants to say fifty-five, but I'm going to go sixty-nine. Sixty-nine million. Okay. Sixty-nine. That's so still Adam, I think it should be 55. But. Bernie, 69. I'm 85. Dwayne, what do you got? I'm going 45. No shit. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think he'll end up being probably the closest. You think it's going to make under 50 million? Yeah. I'm optimistic. I, just because, one, like, there's not a lot of stakes in this movie. Like, this isn't a no, big we don't know movie. That. I know, but. We kind of do because we know the history of the character. I know, but so and I think I think there's old fogies like me, like Bernie likes to say that I'm just gonna buy it at home. I just I don't want to watch it at home. I want to watch it in a movie theater with popcorn and my icy. Don't kill the industry, Dwayne. Go to the movies. Yeah, I mean, I just my tickets already bought. I already bought it. There you go. Why would it? Why would I go to the movies when I can watch it on my movie screen? <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. So much. Times better. Yeah, it's just it's not. Dude, dude a Quiet is, Place oh, Two please. in the theater was great. I can't get that experience at home. I bet if I Agreed. watched The Conjuring in a theater, it would have been a better uh, enjoyment for me because I, already said, I saw the trailer in the theater and I thought there it was you, fucking awesome. There you go. See, but you guys are about the theater experience. Like I'm just there to watch a movie. But I mean, Dwayne, it's, but the, it's still it's, gonna be better at the theater. It's the, uh, dude, the experience. It's the same movie. <laughs> the experience is not something that I think you just get too old to enjoy. Like that's just such a cool thing. Still, at least no. At some point, you get retired, and like every week, you go to the movies because that's what you need to do. There's a famous <laughs> clip of Captain America calling Molnir to his hand at Endgame yes. in the movie theater, and the entire theater loses their shit. You don't get that with you and Chloe sitting on the fucking couch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do. Well, I mean, you guys are, like, hamming it up. But <laughs> yeah, have, I mean, you're going to have 200 kid. people, like like you're watching someone hit a home run to win Game 7 of the World Series yeah. for Captain yeah, that, America that's, grabbing that's a That's a good analogy for me. <laughs> dude, I mean, I, dude, I, yeah, we, we talked about this before. I watched Endgame opening weekend in New York, and the theater experience was something yeah. I'll never forget. It was awesome. People went nuts. Yeah. You cannot recreate that at home, ever. No, it was great. And, you know, you may not get that same experience with Black Widow, but just the sound, the, the quality of the screen, the big, you know, you know, uh, uh, IMAX version. There's no, there's no stakes in this movie. There's nothing anybody's going there to like. Especially because we've waited so long for it, it's even less stakes now. To me, That's we'll, see. we'll see. Like, we'll see. I wasn't excited to see this in the first place, so like now that I can watch it at home, we'll get to see Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah, she's <laughs> in this now. Yeah, even though that was spoiled before. But if I win, I'm gonna make Adam drink a stout, <laughs> like the thickest, like coffee flavored. Hazelnut beer. You're not gonna win. You will. You're you way too 85, high. Eighty-five. You think is too high? I don't think so. Mm, I actually feel no. pretty confident. No, I think Dwayne's gonna win. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, that yeah, but our... it's it's kind of unfair because uh, there's 
stuff you can have me and Adam drink. You guys kind of drink everything, so that's really. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna make this super gross for y'all. Like, I'm not gonna have you drink natty. Oh, I will. I just, I just, <laughs> Bernie will drink you, make you drink the mustard beer. So I, I just, I just want something that uh, I thought would be kind of fun. You know, the winner gets to choose the drink, and I just would love to see Adam drink a Guinness. That would be, that'd be very enjoyable to me. If I win, I want Rami to dress up like Black Widow. <laughs> that was not part take, of the deal. And take pictures. <laughs> I, that was not anywhere in the deal. While Nobody dusting his figures. Up. Yeah, while dusting his figures. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. All right. Um, again, please follow us on Cross the Streams Media. Um, again, you can listen to a bunch of different podcasts there. Some of our really good friends have really awesome shows that you can check out. Uh, uh, Bernie and I have been on some of them. They have, yes, very much. Bernie's so. going to be on one. Uh, definitely. Speaking I may of have Bernie, my own. His new, also, his new <laughs> episode of yeah, You don't have to talk about me guesting on one. I could actually talk about the fucking one I have. Yeah. His new episode of Burn Appetite was released on Friday. Uh, Bernie, if you want to give a quick shout out to your new episode, I just finished listening to it over the weekend. And I thought it was great. Yeah, we did uh, Dairy Queen for what I am calling Women in Business Month in June. And um, so that was great. We had a influ- uh, Columbus food influencer and social media manager um, on that episode. And then the next episode, we have uh, some lady that is the <laughs> resident safety manager for Anheuser-Busch at the brewery in Columbus. Awesome. So, so this weekend, uh, I, uh, I went to Dairy Queen. So what is Dairy Queen known for? Ice cream. Okay, I went and I asked for ice cream. They were out. Oh, ice cream? They were out of ice cream. No way. I believe you. I believe it. I believe it because two of us didn't have the chicken that we they tried. We tried to get chicken. They were out of it. They just built this damn dairy cream next to me and they were out of ice cream. But there's a chicken shortage right now. So that I can kind of believe. That's a little bit insane. But being out of ice cream at Dairy Queen. Dude, that's like calling Pizza Hut and not having pizza. That pissed me so bad. I said, I made a big order. I said, I don't want anything. I'm leaving. You know? Fuck that. Wow. It's like going to Taco Bell and they have no tortillas. (laughs) And they have no bells. That's nuts. Yep. That is crazy. Well, I mean, if it's brand new, maybe they had no, more no, than expected. I don't, you know, it's been there, it you know, at least a couple of months, six, seven months now. Oh, then it's not that new. There's no excuse for a Dairy Queen to be out of ice cream. I know. No. If you're open, you, you, that's the one fucking thing you should have at the store. <laughs> yeah, because uh, as crazy. you can listen to the episode, the, the rest of the stuff is not that great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think every single person. Didn't have one item. Skay didn't have the queso bacon fries or yeah. whatever. So he had to make it himself. I didn't have the chicken. Our guests didn't have the chicken. Or I the had queso a, fries. I had everything. Dwayne had everything. She didn't have the dilly bars. She, like, there's, oh, there's, uh. 
What's funny is that you guys mentioned the Cherry Dilly Bar, so I had one on the way home from work today, and it was very good. It was great, right? Very good. Dwayne said he's never had a Dilly Bar before. Can you believe that? I've had the chocolate Dilly Bar. I've never had the cherry one, and it was way better. I'm going back for the butterscotch. Oh my god. Dwayne, do you just have like a a, a canister of those what do you buy dilly bars? with the Have you ever had a dilly bar out? With the goo in the middle. What do you the buy goo in the middle, yeah. Dairy Queen. They're uh they're like on a uh, stick, like on a popsicle stick. Forget like, that. Yeah, it was it's ice cream like coated candy coated ice cream basically. No, the cherry dilly bar was very good. Very good. They needed to make a caramel one. I love caramel. Yeah, they're okay. out of fucking ice cream, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, check out, like I said, Cross Streams Media. The new episode of Burn Appetit is there. It was great. And I'm uh, looking forward to uh, this this Friday's Long movie. John Silvers is Long the next John episode. Silver, baby. Not this week, next week. Next week, yes, every two weeks, right. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Cheers, everyone. Great episode. Cheers. Um, see you See ya. Right, see ya. Peace. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.